This is the Fitting In Podcast, where we help you make sense of the health and fitness world and condense it down into actionable steps so that you can spend less time consuming research and more time enjoying the activities that you love. Before we start today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you knew about our free resource, the PR Life Roadmap. In this guide, we give you all the tools that you need to kickstart your health and fitness lifestyle. Whether you're working out through an injury, figuring out your fitness routine, or optimizing your fitness lifestyle, this guide is for you. All you have to do is go to our website, www.theperformancerepublic.com, and sign up for updates to receive your free copy of the PR Life Roadmap today. Enjoy the show. Hey y'all, welcome to the latest episode of the Fitting In Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Stairs, and today we are not hanging out at the Performance Republic. We are actually across town at Warhouse Strength and Conditioning, hanging out with owner Rob Guzman. Um, Rob, introduce yourself to everybody, and um, for people who don't know you, just give us a little bit of background in, um, in what you do and kind of what y'all do here at Warhouse. Sweet. Well, <clears throat> my name is Rob Guzman. Uh, I guess I can say I've been probably started back in the days, 2009, 2010, uh, doing the CrossFit thing before CrossFit was CrossFit, yeah. kind of like the old school grungy um, back then type stuff. Yeah. And then just kind of started just doing it for general health, mm-hmm. then got into the competing side, stuff like that. Um, then fast forward, just kind of grew along with the sport, Yep. got into coaching, so I actually left my eight-year engineering job to become a full-time coach Um, so I started putting my education into coaching Mm -hmm. so besides the CrossFit level one and stuff they offered um, I started taking different um, birthing seminars working with women stuff like that yeah um, because you do get a lot of pregnant athletes sure thing so then from there it just became more of uh, some of these athletes wanted to compete like in the in the CrossFit realm right do I want to get really good. Okay, well, what does it take to do really good? Right. So I did the research myself um, because I got asked a few questions of, you know, programming, competition programming. In other words, how can you take these athletes that have been doing, say, general class programming and take them to the next level? For sure. So what I did was I went back and I got into the OPEC CCP1 program. So I did that. Uh, once I finished that, that just opened the spectrum for me as a coach on what it really takes to develop athletes. For sure. So yeah. what I tell a lot of these athletes is that if you do blog programming or stuff like that, that's more training, that's more practicing, mm-hmm. right? So when you go more individualized programming that we do here, it becomes more of practice, I mean, training, then you have practicing. So training and practicing are totally different. Right. You train something to practice it so you don't get good at uh, crossover basketball by doing it in the game. You know, you do it in practice mm-hmm. to then use it in a game. Right. Um, so that's the thing that we do here now. So with that, we became, I guess you can say, and if what we push for is a customized specialist um if you can say sport of fitness, regardless of what it is, for sure, kind of place yeah. to where you take these athletes that have been doing general mm-hmm. and we have consultations with them and we sit down and asking them, okay, what do you really want to do? If it's basic fitness, cool, we can do this. 
But if we have sports specific, we get into that and each person gets individualized programming Sweet. because they need certain areas that they don't want to touch. Yeah. Everybody wants to get good at barbell stuff, but not good at <laughs> gymnastics. So guess what? Your gymnastics needs to be just as good as your barbell. So I would say we're a customized shop. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a car shop. You yeah. have a nice, expensive, fancy car. You want to go faster. Where do you go? To a customized shop to customize. So that's what we do. We customize athletes into sports specific. So we actually have the athletes that want to just do general fitness, which mm-hmm. is perfectly fine. Um, and then we go into the athletes that want to do sports specific. CrossFit, we have a powerlifting team. We have a weightlifting team yeah. um, that we're getting into. Um, so that's kind of what we do here is we're the specialized speed shop type deal. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's really cool. Um, now you, you mentioned kind of the individualized approach. So how does that work in terms of are y'all doing kind of like semi-private classes? Are y'all doing just full-on group classes, grouping people together based on CrossFit, powerlifting, weightlifting? How does that work? So we are um, 24-7 open gym. Okay. Um, we do have our basic fitness classes that we do for people that just want general fitness, mm-hmm. right? Just health-wise. They just want to move. Right. There's no need to one or max snatch type deal because... 68-year-old Joanne doesn't need a snatch. Sure thing. She just needs to move. Right. Um, then when we do have, again, that's the reason we do consultations is you come in, I want to compete at, I don't know, we'll just pick a local event, uh, duality, and mm-hmm. I want to be really good. Yep. Okay, cool. Let's run some testing. So again, my background is science, so I'm big on data. Sure. We'll run some testing. We'll see where your flaws are at, and we'll work on there yeah. um, to kind of fine-tune you. So what I, what we do is that, once we schedule you for individualized programming, after the data's ran, we start basing cycles, just like powerlifting and weightlifting, for that competition. Mm-hmm. Um, so you tell us your goal, then we plan program per cycles to get you there. Cool. Um, so that's kind of how we do it. So if the athletes kind of want to throw down and they want me to write a workout and they want to throw down together, that is um, practicing. Mm. They're practicing what they trained. Right. So they work out they work out together, but they're all doing something different. So me and you can be working out together in the same space and you could be working on your gymnastics yep. and I could be working on my barbell cycling because that's what we need. So we're still um working together but yet separate. So OPEX is very uh specific on what needs you need to be doing this not what you want right it's what you need so if athletes really want to get to the next level Mm -hmm. they need to fix a lot of things that general programming doesn't offer right so that's where we kind of separate ourselves i guess from the average or normal box yeah is it we're specific in what you need right right absolutely and being a little bit different than the typical kind of crossfit box um are are y'all within the CrossFit affiliates, or are you kind of an independent um, kind of entity away from kind of the CrossFit affiliate side? Yeah, we're um, kind of an independent. Um, we didn't do the CrossFit affiliate. I always said that if we had to, we can always get one. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I collect a lot of data. Yeah. Um, and I kind of waited and saw by following the sport and growing with the sport, you see the shifts. Mm-hmm. So with regionals going away, I kind of knew that was happening. 
And again, now, since there's no regionals, you have to be in the top, top, top percent. Sure thing. So you can do it. So that's why I tell some of these athletes, like, okay, let's um, TFX. That was the biggest one that you can say the average Joe kind of attend and be decent to really good at it. Because again, by the way you're training, do you need to really go hard when you have an office job? Mm-hmm. Right? You're not a full-time athlete. Sure thing. You're not a paid athlete. You got to go to work the next day. Yeah. So training smarter, not harder, and having to do Metcon after Metcon after Metcon, but yet there's zero skills in there. Right. So we make sure that they understand that in the beginning of what they're getting into, and that's what we do. So again, we gear off of your goal, and we program backwards mm-hmm. right there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And it, we, we kind of say the same thing with our our athletes when they come in for you know the rehab side of things. We always kind of try and distinguish between what we call level one, two, and three athletes. So like your level one athlete is kind of like your average Joe or someone who maybe isn't very well versed in you know, you know periodization techniques or periodization schemes or you know how to train or how to program for themselves right it's really just kind of a general fitness whereas your level two is maybe you've been doing fitness for a little while you've been kind of you have a higher training age you kind of know what you're doing a little bit but you still need to kind of optimize and then level three is kind of like the what you're just talking about right that's the that's the paid athlete that's the person who's you know doing it because their their livelihood depends on it right yeah and you know 99 percent of people are never going to be level threes and that's totally okay doesn't mean you can't train like it, but you got to yeah. have. <laughs> so that's exactly what we do. And that's what you say, training age. So mm-hmm. we get people in here, regardless of their age, mm-hmm. what is your training age? Right. Um, and the thing was, is that when you have coaches, um, when you have a coach that actually coaches you, mm-hmm. again, I cheer everybody on. I want everybody to do their best. I support everybody. Support people that don't even go here. But everybody needs a coach. Mm-hmm. Coaches need coaches. I have two coaches. I contact, I'm probably going to have a third. And I'm a coach. I'm the head coach here. But then coaches need coaches on that end. Mm -hmm. So when we do with those athletes, it's like, okay, how good do you really want to be? This is what it's going to take to get there. Yeah. Are you going to put in the work? Right. Right. So say, uh, again, TFX is the biggest one that was around. They kind of took a break this year. Mm -hmm. And again, I, I took a an athlete that was maybe two years training age mm-hmm. and just worked backwards, did data, did everything that she needed to do. Yeah. And I got her to do things that seasoned veterans are doing. Mm-hmm. And I think she went into TFX 36 and, and I think an intermediate mm-hmm. and she ended up placing fourth. She missed podium by a little bit. And that's a two year training age. Yeah. Right. Not a seasoned veteran. And she has a full-time job that has eight, nine years. Right. So it's like, how can these, I guess, these veterans have been doing it so long, uh-huh. but yet still can't do X, Y, Z movements. Yeah. It's because it has to go back to like, again, CrossFit back then was more just grunt work. Now it's getting very technical and flashy and doing all these things. Well, you got to know how to do everything. For sure. Um, so like you said, the training age is very important. And the levels, um, I don't think we have a name for them. Uh, because again consultations that's right hey what do you really want to do exactly yeah Yeah, for sure for sure and you you mentioned you know y'all are very data driven and uh you you know you're you're basically individualizing these programs based on whatever data you collect on from an initial consultation yeah um what kind of things are a part of that kind of data collection what do you feel like are the most kind of important things that you tend to look for when someone comes to see you for the first time and 
how does that translate into the program itself? So the data we collect, one is just, we ask all the questions. What do you do for a living? Mm-hmm. Uh, how many kids you got? Um, uh, how do you, how's your sleep? How's your eating? Do you smoke? Do you drink? Do you stay out late? Right. Like we ask all these just life questions mm-hmm. and we, okay, cool. What exactly do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Then we go and have them and we come up with a test for them to do running, pull-ups, push-ups, basic yeah. body movements. Can you move your body? Um, so once we collect all that data, then we write a program again backwards. So where we end the, the peak cycle, just like again, powerlifting, weightlifting, you want to peak when your competition is coming. You don't want to peak too early or peak right. after. we got to find that nice happy medium. Yes. But then yet, if you're a full-time job, is an eight to five and you have two hours training, I can't demolish you every single day. So we got to play it smart right. and be like, okay, you're going to be in here for only 30 minutes. You're only going to be here for an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the quality that's putting in, not the quantity putting in. And again, right. injuries and stuff, we have to make sure. So I would say the best thing is learning basic body movements. Mm-hmm. What's your bending motion, your hip motion, your upper body pulling, your pushing uh can you just move yourself right right. and then go into injuries and then go into all the specifics for sure yeah 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 Yeah, i mean that that movement piece i mean especially with us too that movement piece is just kind of like that underlying block of everything right if you can't move well just in your body weight how are you going to expect to move well when you got a bar overhead or exactly else going on right yeah and it's uh you know it's surprise it always you know it never fails to kind of surprise me like how many people go down into like a movement kind of program where they're just doing kind of body weight mobility work and they're sweating. They're just trying to figure out like, (laughs) if you you can do the, I call it the boring stuff. If you can do the boring stuff really well and slow, then you can do the flashy stuff fast, right? It's harder to move slow. We do a lot of tempo stuff here. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not necessarily go, go, go. It's, yeah. Show me tempo, show me control, then I'll kind of think about moving you a little faster and then finding thresholds and stuff like that. Again, the the science approach, approach versus like, let me just throw a three, four Metcons out there and let's, let's see what you got. It's more of, right, we'll do a Metcon, yeah. especially in cycles, maybe the first two cycles, they won't even touch Metcons. They'll mm-hmm. do zero Metcons, just do basic movements and timing and thresholds and then get into okay cool you know you can couple all this stuff together let's produce a metcon off your slow stuff and let's see you move yeah that's so that's kind of kind of what we do no, that's awesome man that's really awesome uh, I, I saw recently on y'all social media that y'all recently had a is it a powerlifting competition this last weekend yeah we had a powerlifting uh meet on sunday Nice. How did that, how did it go home? Like, did you have a bunch of athletes competing or? No. Uh, so what is, what happened was um, I was pretty much the head coach of the weightlifting and powerlifting. So it kind of gets a little overwhelming. Yeah. And then uh, we do have our coaches that coach the classes. Oh, and the CrossFit coach as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gets overwhelming for me. So again, my job is to develop my staff. Okay. So now we're developing our staff to be specific areas. So now we have our general fitness coaches. We have yeah. our personal training coaches. Oh, sorry. We have our personal coaches uh-huh. um, because, again, our, the coaches here, we're not trainers. We're coaches, so we call it personal coaching versus personal training. Right. Um, okay. We have our powerlifting coach that is just sports-specific towards powerlifting. So she came in. Um, she actually came all the way from New York to come work with us. So she's here. She's doing some 
basic loads right now with some powerlifting athletes and mm-hmm. she had one that wanted to compete so again it's all about those cycles sure got her ready um she ended up placing third in her weight class um so we her, our newest powerlifting coach with her first athlete mm-hmm. ended up placing um so that's a that's give her awesome. some of that street cred yeah uh, so <laughs> it, it was i was real happy for them plus she's female all right you don't really see a lot of female coaches in in weightlifting or powerlifting so again that's a big plus for yeah we have probably 70 percent females the females dominate here that's awesome <laughs> um so we have a lot of females and again that helps out with it's not just male 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 we yeah. have a lot of female coaches um so she did really well yeah absolutely that's awesome man and that kind of brings up another point too like you know from a female standpoint a lot of females are very timid about working out in an environment you know like that's powerlifting and kind of you know barbell based yeah. and you know what what advice would you have to to people who are maybe on the fence about that about starting a program because they're maybe they've heard some myths about weightlifting and things like that right and they're like kind of timid to get yeah. into it um so i would say the best advice is again whether you're general fitness it's okay to move a barbell and dumbbells mm-hmm. if you're sports specific again your job is going to move the weight whether weightlifting or powerlifting or strongman yeah um for the females the biggest thing I hear is, I don't want to look like a dude. And I'll tell you right now, <laughs> d- you do not have the testosterone to even look like a guy. Mm-hmm. So no matter how much, yeah, you'll look really lean and you'll look mu- mus- quote unquote muscular, but it's because your body fat reduced mm-hmm. and you're filling that volume with muscle. So yeah, you're going to look really good. Mm-hmm. And they just have to learn to be comfortable in their body. I I tell females, they're like, oh, I want to look like her, or I want to look like her. And I'm like, how about you just look like yourself first, mm-hmm. then get into what you really enjoy doing. For sure. um, but as for looking like a dude, no, you, they don't have the testosterone to, no, to look sure. like a guy if they wanted to. For sure, yeah. It's all about kind of the, the, the underlying why, right? It's all about kind of yeah, why they, are you doing this in the first place? They this see, support what you they want? see <laughs> social media, and, and these girls look really good in these pictures. But yet they don't realize that girl's only like five three, mm-hmm. and that's what makes her look jacked. <laughs> and it could have just been the picture, right, right. or an angle. Sure. Um, but they just need to be. I see a lot of females now being very comfortable with being muscular looking, and, yeah. and that's great. And but for the most part, I say CrossFit sometimes if they're competing, CrossFit has some of the. And this is I'm probably gonna say it wrong. CrossFit has some of the most uh, un. Like uh, aesthetic wise, like the unbuff looking, but yet they're, they're the most athletic. Sure. Because they kind of do everything. So, like, oh, that guy doesn't look like he can do much. It's like, oh man, look at all the stuff you can do. <laughs> you might not look like it, but they can move. Yeah. Uh, unfittest, fittest looking people, I guess you could say. <laughs> uh, same thing with weightlifting. Again, I'm not a big guy, um, but my job is to move weight. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'm not really worried about aesthetics. Like, for sure. Corvette in a Pinto body type deal. <laughs> so, what are you currently training for for your own personal practice? Uh, mine is uh, Olympic weightlifting. We're actually headed to the Arnold tomorrow. Um, I lift on Thursday, then the rest of the team lifts on Friday. So that was just a personal goal of mine was um, getting better at coaching, but also knowing what it feels like to be in the pressure mm-hmm. in Olympic weightlifting. Again, it's a lot slower. Um, and you only get three chances, not like it's like a CrossFit event. You can make them ground somewhere. Yeah. This is, you get three lifts, hit or miss. That's all you got. Um, so mm-hmm. 
Uh, we've, I've been doing that and then slowly building the team. Uh, right now we have about 12 people on the team and actually five or six of us made it to the Arnold, but four of us registered. Sweet. So us four leave on uh, tomorrow. That's awesome, man. Yeah, so we're headed out there. Yeah. What are you uh, most excited about for the Arnold this weekend? Um, or this week, I should say. <laughs> I don't know yet. Um um, I see it as just another day in the office. Yeah. We're going to lift at a different place. Yeah. Um, I'm not too big on the, well, for myself, like on the big show. Sure. Like it's cool. You know, I'm there to do a job first mm-hmm. and which is coach first, lift second, um, and then go enjoy the experience. So yeah. uh, my job is, is coaching first. Mm-hmm. So me going over there, competing with my team. You know, they want to see their coach get dirty as well. Yeah. So, again, I want to be a leader. So I throw myself in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, my job is to coach first, then compete second, mm-hmm. um, and then go have all the fun. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Um, are there any kind of personal records that you're chasing at this point in time? Or, you know, what's, uh, what's kind of the next big kind of step for you or and, and for your team as well? Well, for personal for myself, um, it was to make the top 15 in the States, mm-hmm. and I ended up uh, 21st. Okay, nice. Um, I missed a few lifts at my last meet that probably would have pushed over to the top 15 in the States, because mm-hmm. I'm a master's, I'm 35 to 39. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would have been a big thing for me, but just being able that I'm not a full-time athlete, and I don't, just because I work at a gym, I don't work out all the time. Sure. And, you know business comes first yeah that i was able to still produce decent numbers to be 21st in the states yep. out of a whole bunch of dudes that <laughs> that are just monsters so that kind of helped me and then as for on the other coaching personal side it's just building the team building confidence yeah um in the team and in what we do here because again um, i'm a professional coach mm-hmm. i'm not someone's cheerleader yeah. so i am gonna give you the positive negative feedback um that that they need to hear and again I'm a, i'll cheer you on i'll do all types of stuff but if something's not clicking i'm gonna i'm gonna get at you mm-hmm. and let's figure out what it is again i'm not i'm not the the big type on yelling or doing that stuff i'm my job is to solve problems yeah and so i consider myself a problem solver um and let's fix these fix these issues but yet i still want you to you know kick ass and stuff yeah absolutely man. That's, that's that's incredible i mean Having, having that many people kind of, you know, qualify for the Arnold and all that good stuff, I mean, it's got to be a testament to the programming that y'all are putting together and, you know, kind of the work behind the scenes of, uh, you know, it takes time to put these programs together and kind of really put the individualization and that individual touch on it. Yeah, and I give a big up, you know, big shout out to my staff, man. They they do everything around here. Um, Lisa's sitting in the front. You met Lisa. Yeah. Then Autumn comes in and then Autumn's a powerlifting coach as well. Um, um, all the coaches that are out here. So they give me the freedom and time and they believe in me. So my job is to, you know, keep moving forward, uh, especially for them, because some of them uh, as well, being a small business, this is their full-time job. Yeah, yeah. So my job is to develop them and, you know, make the change that it needed to be changed. Um, mm-hmm. And again, be different in a, in a, be different in a unique way that, again, we're not, the average place like there's places around here that we have a crossfit gym like two blocks over mm-hmm. we have like four boot camp places around here but yeah we're not a boot camp we're not quote-unquote crossfit-ish right um because people get the crossfit 
they or the market sees us as CrossFit, right? right? Just the way the building looks. For sure. Um, but yet they have to realize that CrossFit is a brand, not a movement, mm-hmm. right? As in, uh, Olympic lifting or powerlifting has been for just the way they couple things together. Right. So, but yeah, we're we're all cool with the neighbors, and again. I don't specialize in what they do, so yeah. you know, once uh, when people come in here, well, why y'all different? Because this is what we do. Right. We gear towards individuality mm-hmm. type stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, it's a kind of few and far between, depending on, you know, what you're looking for. You know, if you're going into a, a CrossFit gym or you're going into another kind of you know group fitness kind of class you know yeah. you're not going to get that same individual touches if you were getting assessed by someone and kind of figuring out what your specific weaknesses are because you can still work on those individual weaknesses in a group class but you know it may be few and far between in the actual programming of yeah. i actually need to work I, you know, snatches maybe programmed once every couple of weeks right and if that's something that you need yeah. to work on then yeah you may not get so the same that's result. why we're 24 7 um a facility and um i know under crossfit I don't think you can be a 24-7. That was another reason we didn't do that is because, again, why am I... Yes, we have scheduled classes, but when, why am I going to tell you when to come in and mm-hmm. when to work on things and when to do that? So, yeah. again, and what I tell the athletes is that in class, I can coach and fine-tune you, mm-hmm. but when we do one-on-one coaching sessions or 30-minute sessions, that's when I teach you. Yeah. Then, again, you use it. You train it, practice it. Mm-hmm. Then fine-tune because if you try to teach a skill or do something in a, in a big class, that class is just going to drag down when yeah. um, you just want to come in here to move. But then you have another guy that wants to come in and uh, make make the games or make regionals in. It's sure not going to mesh very well right. when that class just kind of drags on and right. stuff like this. So yeah, you're correct. That's why we're open all the time is people in and out, in and out, in and out to do their own thing specifically. Mm-hmm. That's so. awesome. That's awesome, man. Yeah, so um, you know, at this point, it's it's really uh, you know enlightening to kind of see all the you know I've been kind of doing these kind of podcasts for a while now, and you know it's very interesting to see kind of the differences from gym to gym, box to box, you know, trainer to trainer, what kind of the philosophy is, the approaches, and and things like that. So it's, it's awesome to kind of get a, a little look in on on y'all on y'all's world here. Yeah. Um, you tell everybody kind of how they can get a hold of you if they have questions about kind of powerlifting or if they're interested in getting involved in powerlifting, where to get started on that? Yeah, uh, well, first, they need to hear your last podcast from the sleep. I listened to that <laughs> one, and everybody skips that one. You know, you can have monster training sessions, but yeah, that sleep one was really good. So y'all need to go subscribe and listen to the sleep podcast that he just put out. That was a really good one. Awesome. Uh, when I first Appreciate met you, that's that. the first thing that I, I listened to was, oh, sleep. <laughs> and again, people oversee that one. Yes. Um, another way to get a hold of us, uh, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, at Warhouse SATX. Mm-hmm. Um, they can shoot us an email at Warhouse SATX at Gmail, or they can call us at 210-269-8927. They can get a hold of us anyway. Drop-ins, uh, social media, yeah. Uh, email, stuff like that. Awesome. Well, y'all heard it. Just come on, drop in and say hi to Rob and the rest of the team here at Warhouse. And uh, if not, give them a call, email them, or you know, just contact them on social media. They'd be more than happy to ask her any answer any questions that you guys have on powerlifting or you know fitness in general. Yeah. Um, again, this is the Fitting In Podcast, and uh, thanks for listening, and we'll uh, catch you guys next week. See you later, guys. Do you want more health and fitness guidance? If so, go download our PR Life Roadmap 
It's your one-stop guide to all things health and wellness. This free guide gives you the exact steps to take so that you can start and stick to living the healthy lifestyle you've always wanted. That's available for free on my website, www.theperformancerepublic.com. It's also available on our social pages. When you sign up, I'll also include our pain relief guide as an added bonus. So whether you're working through injury, developing your fitness routine, or optimizing your lifestyle, we will support you every single step of the way. All you have to do is sign up today at www.theperformancerepublic.com. Don't wait to get your PR Life Roadmap today.